Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Monsters, Cryptids, Creatures, and More. If you've lived under a rock, in an ancient temple, in a forgotten forest, on an uninhabited island, then you should know that the world is having a pandemic. And if you already knew this, good job on staying informed. So, because of this widespread disease taking hold, I decided to do an episode focused on the monsters that can inflict illness and disease on people. The Nuklavi of Scotland's Orkney Islands, the Achri of India, and the Pishacha of the Hindu religion. The first creature is the Nuklavi. Most stories describe it as a chimera-like creature that is combined from two things, a horse and a human. However, this is vastly different from the centaur that may have come to mind. The creature's head was similar to a human man's, but ten times larger. Its mouth was incredibly wide and jutted out like a pig's snout, and it had a lone eye that was ablaze with red fire. Its body was hairless and skinless, the entire thing appearing like a combination of raw and living flesh. Its blood thick and black. It could be seen coursing through its veins, and its muscled muscle writhed with every movement. Its long, ape-like arms draped to the ground, and from its mouth a foul black reek spewed. It rode atop a steed that was just as foul and monstrous as it, or, in some tales, the two were combined as one creature. The creature was blamed for many a disease that plagued the Orkney. If crops were blighted by sea gust or mildew, if livestock fell over high rocks that skirt the shores, or, or if an epidemic raged among men or among the lower animals, Nuklavi was the cause of it. His breath was venom, falling like blight on vegetable and with deadly disease on animal life. The old practice of burning gathered seaweed to make kelp was said to cause terrible offense to the Nuklavi. The creature could not stand the smell of the pungent smoke, and it drove him into an extreme and diabolical rage. In this state, he would vent his wrath by smiting all the horses on the island of Stronse, the island where kelp was first burned in Orkney, with a deadly disease known as Mortachine. Once propagated, Mortachine would soon spread throughout the islands where kelp was burned. Nuklavi's revenge was terrible and complete. The Orkney folklorist Walter Trail Denison, who lived in Sunday in the 19th century, claimed to know of a man who had actually encountered Nuklavi and lived to tell the tale. According to Denison, the man was reticent, reserved, to talk on the subject, and only after much higgling and persuasion was a narrative forthcoming. Thomas, like his namesake Tom O'Shanter, was out late one night. It was, though moonless, a fine startlit night. Thomas's road lay close by the seashore, and as he encountered, excuse me, entered a part of the road that was hemmed in on one side by the sea and on the other by a deep freshwater lock, he saw some huge object in front of and moving towards him. What was he to do? He was sure it was no earthly thing that was steadily coming towards him. He could not go to either side and to turn his back to an evil thing he had heard was the most dangerous position of all. So Tommy said to himself, The Lord be aboot me, and talk care of me as I oot no, on no evil intent this night. Tommy was always regarded as rough and foolhardy. Anyway, he determined, as the best of two evils, to face the foe, and so walked resolutely yet slowly forward, he soon discovered to his horror that the gruesome creature approaching him was none other than the dreaded Nuklavi. 
the most cruel and malignant of all uncanny beings that troubled mankind. The lower part of this terrible monster, as seen by Tommy, was like a great horse, with flappers like fins about his legs, with a mouth as wide as a whale's, from which came breath like steam from a ruined kettle. He had but one eye, that as red as fire, on him sat, or rather seemed to grow from his back, a huge man with no legs, and arms that reached nearly to the ground. His head was as big as a clue of Simmons. Simmons are straw ropes, a clue of which was generally about three feet in diameter, and his huge head kept rolling from one shoulder to the other, as it meant to tumble off. But what to Tammy appeared most horrible of all was that the monster was skinless, this utter want of skin adding much to the terrific appearance of this creature's naked body, the whole surface of it showing only red, raw flesh in which Tommy saw blood, black as tar, running through yellow veins, and great white sinews, thick as horse tethers, twisting, stretching, and contracting. As the monster moved, Tammy went slowly on in his mortal t- on in mortal terror, his hair on end, a cold sensation like a film of ice between his scalp and his skull, a cold sweat bursting from every pore, but he knew it was useless to flee, and he said if I had to die, he would rather see who killed him than die with its back, his back to the foe. In all his terror, Tammy remembered what he had heard of Nuclave's <clears throat> dislike of fresh water, and therefore took that side of the road nearest to the lock. The awful moment came when the lower head of the monster grew abreast of Tommy. The mouth of the monster yawned like a bottomless pit. Tommy found its hot breath like fire on his face. The long arms were stretched out to seize the unhappy man. To avoid, if possible, the monster's clutch, Tommy swerved as near as he could to the lock. In doing so, one of his feet went into the lock, splashing up some water on the foreleg of the monster. Whereat the horse gave a snort like thunder and shied over to the other side of the road. And Tommy felt the wind of Nuclavis. <clears throat> clutch as he narrowly escaped the monster's grip. Tommy saw his opportunity and ran with all his might, and sore need had he to run, for Nuclavi had turned and was galloping after him, and bellowing with the sound like the roaring of the sea. In front of Tommy lay a, a rivulet, through which the surplus of water of the lock found its way to the sea, and Tommy knew if he could only cross the running water, he was safe. So he strained every nerve as he reached the near bank, af- uh, bank, another clutch was made at him by the long arms. Tommy made a desperate string and reached the other side, leaving his bonnet in the monster's clutches. Nuclavi gave a wild, unearthly yell of disappointed rage as Tommy fell senseless on the safe side of the water. This creature appears in tabletop, in the t- uh, excuse me, in the tabletop game Pathfinder, as well as Dungeons and Dragons. It also shows up in the Western animation show Ruby, and the video game The Bard's Tale, and as the SCP number 3456, as well as a few possible others that I just couldn't find. The next creature is the Akri, who is described as the ghost of a small girl, who brings disease, especially to children. Legend has it that the ghost would look like a little girl whose appearance was close to a skeleton and she would be wearing a dress made entirely of animal skin. She would appear only at night, near the mountain she would reside in during the day. When night fell, she would leave her den and haunt the living near her territory. Her favorite target was children, and if they were to come into contact with her shadow, 
they would, fi would fall gravely ill. If one heard a drumming sound and a voice that sung sinisterly in the valleys near where the, the, their tribes lived, then it meant the Akri came to announce the imminent death of a child. It would seem, according to myth, that there was only one way to protect yourself, and that is to wear a red string around your neck and clothes matching its color. It was told that this would allow you to listen without worry, although according to the testimony of one man, this may not be fully correct. This man one day heard the singing of Akri. To calm his mother, who started to worry, he wore the red string and clothes to protect himself from this demonic spirit. Finally, the time arrived, and he went into the nearby mountain, mountain uh, late into the night, with torch in hand, to see this ghost who frightens everyone so horribly. When he heard the tom-tom of a distant voice, his blood froze. Despite having the torch, he did not see Akri coming, but she made herself known, appearing suddenly and from no and from nowhere, and shouting in a high voice. So afraid, he dropped his torch and took off faster than he could think. The event traumatized him so much that he had forbidden his children to even think of attempting to do the same. This ghost appears in the TV show Supernatural, in the book Hell's Children, and but these are the only two examples I could really find. The last creature for today is the Pishacha. Described as being human-like, with bulging veins and protruding red eyes, they are flesh-eating demons who bring death and disease. Pishachas haunt burial grounds and crossroads. They are blamed as the cause of many illnesses, but if offered rice at a crossroad by one of his victims in a ceremony that is repeated for several days, he might restore his health. They have the ability to shapeshift into any form they please as well as being able to turn completely invisible and even possess humans and drive them insane. They can be killed using a blessed sword. However, their spirit will not leave unless certain procedures take place. There are certain mantras that are supposed to cure uh, possessed humans and drive away the pishacha, which may be possessing that particular human being. In order to help excuse me, to keep the Pisacha away, they are given their share of offerings during certain religious functions and festivals. According to one legend, they are the son of Kashyapa and Krodhavasa, one of the daughters of Prajapati Daksha. The Nilamut Puran of the 7th century mentions the valley of Kashmir being inhabited by two tribes, the Naga and the Pishachas. This creature appears in the anime, manga, series, Berserk, and several history books or short stories about this Hindu demon. I do apologize for those pronunciations. They're probably nowhere near correct. Thanks for listening to another episode of Monsters, Cryptids, Creatures, and More. As you know, the COVID-19 disease is making its way around and causing the world to basically pause everything. I just hope that everyone listening, and those who aren't, are safe washing their hands, distancing from others when they're near, and properly quarantining when they are supposed to be. As of recording this episode, it was recently found out that not only is it deadly to older people, but it is now proven the mortality rate starts to inc increase around the age of 20, meaning it is much deadlier than previously thought. So, stay safe, and as always, I hope you all have a great day, free from any illness.